Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Welcome to Nonprofit U, a forum where nonprofit stakeholders can share lessons learned and discuss the latest developments in the industry. My name is Valerie Leonard, your host. I'm a consultant to nonprofits and I specialize in community and organizational development. I work with nonprofit organizations to help them make a strong impact to their clients and communities. You can find Nonprofit U on Facebook and Twitter, and I encourage you to follow us and to comment early and often using the hashtags NonprofitU, Microsoft, and Building Community Through Technology. You can also leave comments on blogtalkradio.com forward slash nonprofit underscore U, which is better known as today's episode page. The chat room is open, and you can post comments and questions. In order to use the chat room, you must have or open a listener-only account. If you need to open an account, you will find a link to open it on the page for this episode. In fact, it's right up under the community bar, the chat room box. You can also email me questions at consulting at ValerieFLeonard.com. We'll be taking questions by phone and from our chat room at about the 30-minute mark or so. That call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. Today's topic is building community through information and technology. We'll talk about Microsoft's role in the communities they serve, educational programs and services they have for nonprofits, and we'll talk just a little bit about product giveaways, and you know, I want to uh, preface that by saying that today's guest is not in philanthropy, but you know, she knows a little bit about the, um, the giveaways that they have for nonprofits. So you know, she's got a number of upcoming events, and we'll talk about that. And we encourage you to call in with questions at the 30-minute mark. Again, you can start posting in the chat room and emailing questions now. Again, my email address is consulting at com. And if you want to participate in a live chat, you must open an account, and the link is found on the episode page. And once more, the call-in number is 347-884-8121. Nonprofit and community development professionals are especially encouraged to call in, share your stories, your strategies, any experiences that you've had with Microsoft out in the community. Today's guest is Paula Burkett, the community development specialist based at Microsoft Store in Schaumburg. In her role, she connects the store to the community through educational workshops and events for kids seniors, businesses, including nonprofits, gamers, and she works with nonprofits on volunteer events. Prior to joining Microsoft, Paula was in the nonprofit world in fair and affordable housing organizations, focusing on affordable housing construction and marketing, home ownership education, foreclosure prevention, the effects on communities of bank-owned foreclosure maintenance and management, fair lending practices, and fund development. So Paula clearly knows what you're going through, even as she is working with Microsoft. 
Paula is currently on the board of Whitfield Area's Children's Organization and previously was a board member with DuPage Habitat for Humanity and the Wisconsin Metro Audubon Society. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Paula to you. And Paula, thank you so much for being with us today. It's indeed an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. So by now, Microsoft is... Yeah, Microsoft is a household name, but can you tell us a little bit about how the company, community, and how you came to work for them? Well, thank you, Valerie, for inviting me to your show. It's really an honor to be on your show. I've watched you from afar with your community building (laughs) activities, and you're really a, a hero in the Chicago area. Thank well, everybody's you. heard of Microsoft, and <laughs> I think a lot about Microsoft, whether they know it or not. Um, mm-hmm. And Microsoft has gone through a few um, changes with each CEO. Our new CEO is Satya Nadella. He's been on board for a couple of years. He previously worked for Microsoft for 22 years in different uh, capacities. And when he became the CEO, he decided he wanted to make a refresh of the company philosophy and how we do business. Um, He wanted us to look at becoming more customer-obsessed rather than product-obsessed. And he wanted us Mm -hmm. to look at our our role in our larger world. And he also came up with a new mission statement for us, which is empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. So everything that we do at the company is with a mission statement in mind. So the retail stores are fairly new to the Microsoft ecosystem. Um, The first Mm -hmm. few opened when Windows 7 was launched. And now we've Mm -hmm. got 52 or 53 stores, um, mostly in the United States, but we also have stores in Puerto Rico, um, Australia, Japan, I think we're opening a new one in London. Um, So there's a Microsoft store near you, usually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And and I was attracted to apply for this role at Microsoft because uh, the title of the role is Community Development Specialist. And I thought, wow, that's interesting at a technology company. I wonder what that means. So here I am. Oh, that's amazing. What does that mean for Microsoft, and what does that mean for you, I guess, your personal philosophy? Well, the community development specialist is really, you know, as you said in the introduction, the way that the retail store connects with the community and then connects the community to um, Microsoft and everything it has to offer. Microsoft Mm -hmm. is huge, you know, but we still want to make sure that people know that we're right here. Uh, We take our motto seriously, and we make sure that we have the resources to fulfill that mission statement by offering free education, um, experiences, Mm -hmm. field trips, special events, um, outreach to the nonprofit community, to schools, to businesses, and that's where my role comes in. Um, Most of the community development specialists. Um, 
and, and that role is pretty unique in the retail world. I think we're seeing some, you know, retailers start looking at adding that to their programs, uh, but Microsoft's mm-hmm. been doing this for a while. <clears throat> so we feel like we're not only selling people technology, we are empowering people to use the technology to its fullest mm-hmm. by offering education, training, experiences, ongoing support. Mm-hmm. We also oh, believe very exciting. strongly. Yes, we also believe very strongly in stewardship of the communities where we are located. So mm-hmm. Microsoft empowers every employee to volunteer, to donate, so much so that financial backing accompanies that. So, for instance, any Microsoft employee that volunteers for a charity or a nonprofit, um, Microsoft will pay to that nonprofit $25 an hour per person per volunteer hour. Wow. Um, and if, if I were to donate money to a nonprofit, Microsoft would match that dollar for dollar. There are some stipulations, of course. You have to be a registered mm-hmm. 501c3 in good standing, and you have to be entered into a website called Benevity, <clears throat> which is mm-hmm. where we pass our donations. Uh, okay, and that's called Benevity? How, how do I spell that? B is in boy, E. N as in Nancy, mm-hmm. E, V as in victory, I-T-Y. Okay, great. I'm going to add that link. You know, I've got a link to, I guess, one of the pages on the Microsoft website, but I don't believe that it was the Benevity website. I, I don't believe. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. <clears throat> okay, that is... That is really, really awesome. So let's talk about some of your programs and services in which you're involved. Um, can you give us an overview of some of the programs and you know, give us highlights of some of your favorites? Oh, sure. Um, so I create an ongoing schedule of workshops in the store and special events, and um, they're available on our website for people to register. Um, we have mm-hmm. a partnership with AERP to provide technology classes for seniors. Um, you don't have to be a member of AARP to come to those classes, but they cover things like digital photos, using Skype, um, you know, window, I mean, using Word, Windows 10, mm-hmm. that's new for a lot of people, uh, how you can use it on your phone as well as your laptop. Um, so it's a lot of education in an hour. People really do come away with more than they came in with, which is nice. Mm -hmm. We also have a partnership with the Scouts. Um, We do merit badge workshops in the stores for Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, Davies, um, and they are, the curriculum is prepared by the Scouts. We simply provide our expertise Mm -hmm. and our resources to deliver that curriculum. And then the kids have completed a merit badge within a three-hour workshop. It's obviously a technology-related oh, merit badge, so. <laughs> and yeah, those are also listed on our website. And we can mm-hmm. do a custom class for anybody uh, with scouts as well. If they wanted to bring the scouts in just to do a fun activity, it wouldn't have to be a merit badge. We can do that as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then for um, kids K through uh, 12, we have uh, a number of workshops that we offer at various times throughout the year. We have a lot more of them during spring break and summer and winter break um, than we do during a regular school week. But there are things like coding with Minecraft, um, learning the digital uh, digital photos platform with the 3D uh, mixed reality feature. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's great. We have a class called Start Your Own Business Junior, which is really popular. And that takes kids through the whole concept of starting a business from the idea to fleshing out your idea to acquiring um, funding or capital to start to marketing your business, looking at your competition, um, and then pitching your business to, you know, other people to get them interested in investing. And some of the stuff that kids, you know, come up with is a business is just (laughs) They're so creative. It's really wonderful. My question for you, Paula, so... What program, one, how old are the children generally and are all of these activities taking place inside the store or are you going on site to different organizations? Most of them are in the store. Um, Most of the workshops are for ages eight and up, but we do have a couple that are um, six-year-olds because they're not reading-based. They're much more um, Mm -hmm. experiential. We can go off-site to do a workshop as well. In fact, on Saturday, I was out at Sun City in Huntley to give a cybersecurity workshop for 200 members of their computer club. So wow. we 200 people into our theater, but we can go off-site. <laughs> you know, by theater, I mean the space at the back of the store. Nobody's been to our store before. Um, that's where we host our workshops. We have a a screen that you can project a PowerPoint on or a video, um, chairs, tables, microphones. It's a nice setup. Um, we also partner with other groups to offer things that are interesting that they bring to the table that would you know, mesh well with what we do. Um, for instance, mm-hmm. I recently met two young women who are automotive engineers, and they started a nonprofit Ooh, wow. called Team. Yeah, I mean... I've learned a lot from them about how a car is made. <laughs> and they started a, a nonprofit called Spark Shop. And what the program does is take kids through the whole creative process of manufacturing. And we've hosted their workshop in our theater, and it was just amazing. The kids were so engaged, and they really you know, worked hard at providing an excellent experience for the kids. And then, in turn, I'm able to introduce them to schools and uh, libraries who might also, you know, invite their workshop there. So it's a win-win for everybody. Um, We do a lot of gaming events as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. our gaming events center around popular titles that people want to play. And we have a gaming expert at our store who runs those. But he also goes off-site. He has run um, a tournament series for District 211 High School where they played against mm-hmm. each other, and then the championship was held here. It was a lot of fun for them. Oh, wow. 
Okay, so your <laughs> primary service area is is where Schaumburg and the western suburbs is is that how how that works? Yeah. Yeah, the Woodfield area and west and north to the Wisconsin line. I can go as far west okay. as Rockford probably. I've been uh, out to wow in um in Woodstock. That was a long drive. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> but, get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Okay, so for folks who are based in Chicago or maybe some of the southern suburbs, if they wanted to network with Microsoft and have programs in their own communities, you know, what do they do? Do they call their nearest Microsoft store? Is, is that how that works? Or will you be a well, resource person to kind of... <laughs> sure. We're lucky in Chicago that we have three stores. Um, we feel here where I am. We have a store mm-hmm. in Oak Brook at the Oak Brook Cherish Mall. I believe it's the Oak Brook Chairs. And uh, we have a store at the Northridge Mall downtown. So um, people can connect with any one of those stores that's closest to them and see what they've got to offer or ask for something, you know, custom to be developed for them, which we're happy to do. Oh, that is awesome. So do any of the classes that you work with or that Microsoft works with, do any of those lead to any certifications in the industry or these are you know, basically introductory courses and people can take the information that they learn to, you know, to another class and become certified? So right now we're not offering a, a certification path for Microsoft products like, you know, offer mm-hmm. certifications and so forth. Right, the classes right. that we do the classes that we do offer give you knowledge that will apply to that when you're in one of those workshop paths. I am looking at how we can bring certification workshops to the store. We're not at that point yet, but I think that's a natural next step. One thing we do mm-hmm. offer though for teachers, we do offer the Microsoft and Education certification for teachers. And that also applies to continuing ed credit. So it's oh, a path wow, where cool. teachers can earn certain badges as they complete, you know, varying steps of the process. And that reflects well, you know, on their professional development as well as for their school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can go all the way up to becoming a Microsoft certified trainer so that they can then, their, you know, go to other schools and train other teachers. Um, so it's a really nice program. It's there's no charge to it, um, and we do, you know, offer that either in store to individual teachers or to a group from a specific school, or we can go to mm-hmm. the school, you know, and deliver a larger workshop. Okay. And do you have any distance distance learning modules, like through a live event or through a webinar or podcast or or any of those? We have offered podcasts um, during uh, National Small Business Week. The podcasts mm-hmm. originate from our corporate Microsoft uh, business team, and they will center around specific topics for that particular year. Um, and people are invited to come to the store and watch the podcast here, or they can get a link and watch it you know, in their office on their own computer. Um, and we mm-hmm. have also offered podcasts for educators 
um, again, the same situation where they could come here as a group to watch it and then maybe have a discussion afterward or uh, watch mm-hmm. it at their school. Hmm. That is powerful stuff. See, I, I didn't know you did all of this. <laughs> you're, you're such a humble lady, I tell you. <laughs> I, I'm very busy. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So so what are some of the lessons you've learned in your experiences, you know, working with nonprofits that you're able to now transfer to your current position as community development specialist for Microsoft? Well, one of the most fun things that I bring with me from the nonprofit world is the ability to make connections across stakeholders to visualize mm-hmm. how people could be working together if they knew how. And, you know, I've Mm -hmm. been able to connect a number of people, you know, nonprofits to work together or a business and a nonprofit to work together. Um, I've connected associates in our store to different nonprofits. Um, We have a pretty close relationship with First Illinois Robotics and the 4-H First Lego League, which is smaller kids building robots out of Lego. So uh, we've been able to staff a few of their tournaments with volunteers from here, which is nice because people Mm -hmm. working here tend to have a technology background, and the kids are really, really amazing in what they can do, you know, with their robots. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I've been able to connect some nonprofits with different types of funding sources that they hadn't thought about. Um, and then when I'm looking at the workshops I'm creating for nonprofits, I kind of know what their pain points are, you know, so I kind of mm-hmm. center the workshop experience around different ways to solve those things and also mm-hmm. ways to look at technology in the nonprofit. Um, many times there's no line item in the budget for technology. Um, nonprofits mm-hmm. are working with donated computers that are in various stages of repair, (laughs) Um, (laughs) outdated software that may or may not be supported any longer, which kind of opens them up to cybersecurity threats. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we help them to overcome the notion that investing in current technology is truly an investment that benefits their, their constituency and not a waste of funds. You know, when you have updated technology, you're more efficient, um, the tools work most of the time, um, and then we are there to support with education and training to help people use it the most effective way. Um, so I think that's been one of the more gratifying things that I've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also great. nonprofits that have a multi-state presence with some of our other stores. Uh, for instance, mm-hmm. last year I met a nonprofit called Bunker Labs, and they're a nonprofit that offers business startup assistance to veterans. They have a Chicago location at 1871, and then they have a number of other cities where they have a presence. So I was able to call the stores in those cities and say, hey, Bunker Labs, and they were like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so... Just looking, what, last month, um, the month of February, you just have come off a whirlwind 
month where you produce a series of workshops for entrepreneurs, children, and their families. And, and by the way, I want to say thank you so much for, for inviting me to participate. And I, I conducted a, a workshop on how to start a nonprofit business in Illinois. But can you share with us some of the outcomes of the series? Well, every year we observe Entrepreneurship Week in February, and that's when mm-hmm. I like to schedule, you know, workshops that people wouldn't find anywhere else, connecting them with experts in the field, um, other business people who, you know, have knowledge to impart. And uh, we also take the opportunity to schedule our kids' entrepreneurship uh, workshop that week. Um, and we can connect people to resources like the SBA or the SBDC or SCORE. Um, and we bring workshops to them like um, writing your elevator speech or mm-hmm. managing the company's finances. Um, cybersecurity is always a big one. Uh, how to, you know, do your digital transformation, you know, what the stages are and how we can help you with that. Um, how to start a business where to find a mentor when you're starting a business or going out on your own um, to open your own business. Um, And we also have a gaming entrepreneurship workshop, which is very popular. Gaming Mm -hmm. is a huge business right now. And young people are finding opportunity there for businesses. And I think that um, we don't fully know the outcome for each individual attending our workshops. Um, It's interesting. Mm -hmm. I should follow that a little more closely, but we see a lot of people coming back for more workshops, so there's being value here in what we're offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when I was there, there was a young man who attended, I, I think I think it was like a third workshop. My, the workshop he attended with me was the third that he had, at least a third of the workshops he attended in your series. I, I think he had come to like almost every workshop that you had up to that point in the month of February. Yes, and it was interesting to see who came to to your workshop because I saw faces I didn't expect to see. You know, somebody who is um, in his own cybersecurity business and very successful, who I had met at a technology event through the Schaumburg Business Association, had came to your workshop. And I'm like, whoa, George, what are you doing here? (laughs) <laughs> and he actually recently became involved with the nonprofit. So, you know, he was there to learn more about how, you know, he could help them out. And then it was interesting to see how many people were longtime veterans of their organization who were looking for fresh ideas and fresh information. So I think that, you know, it's wonderful that we're going to be starting this series, and I hope to have you back frequently. <laughs> to help guide yes, nonprofits. And thank you for that. I, I will definitely take you up on that. Thank you so much. So coming okay. up, we have National Small Business Week, the first week of May, mm-hmm. and again, we'll be concentrating on this. So we'll mm-hmm. have partners coming in to talk about their specialties. Um, you know, we're going to emphasize things that are specific to businesses that, however, nonprofits could probably also gain value from because there are overlaps mm-hmm. in in what nonprofits do that businesses do. And again, there mm-hmm. are things that nonprofits are concerned with that businesses are not. So 
But I always find, too, that the networking among the people in the workshop creates interesting outcomes Um, because I've seen people uh, in similar businesses connect with each other and, you know, continue to talk about how things are going for themselves and kind of support each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen business people become interested in what a nonprofit is doing and, you know, become a supporter. Um, So, you know, it's kind of like building a family. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed that came out of the workshop that I did, you know, one of the participants suggested, you know, why don't we do, say, a Facebook group or some other community where we can stay in contact with one another Mm -hmm. and people are really, really excited. And, of course, you being the facilitator that you are, you instantly obliged starting to put that, you know, in place. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll have a lot of participation in the group and um, that this will be the core group of people that we'll be growing from throughout our year of nonprofit workshops. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Okay, I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to Nonprofit You, and we're speaking with Paula Burkett. Paula is the Community Development Specialist at Microsoft in their Woodfield store, and we'll be taking questions from our listening audience in about two minutes. The call-in number is 347-884-8121. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. I also want to take the time to let our listening audience know about a new online community I'm going to be launching in June, Nonprofit Utopia. That's a community of emerging nonprofit leaders, and we've created a safe environment in which our members can innovate, speak candidly about the issues and concerns they face on a daily basis, and share ideas and resources. And I've included a link to the landing page in the comment section so you know you might find more information and sign up to join. We're not going to launch until June, but if you do sign up, I'll make sure I keep you informed. It will be a really fun group to be a part of, and I think we will all learn and share collectively. And I do note that we have a caller. I don't know if this caller wants to make a comment or not, but I'm going to open the mic for the caller at area code 312-698-6937 to see if he or she has any comments. You know, from time to time people just call in, they might want to listen. But I'm going to see if the caller has any comment. Um, Caller, do you have any questions or comments about the show? Okay, so there doesn't appear to be any any question or comment. So Paula, you and I, we can continue, we can continue. And um, I I do know that from time to time, Microsoft offers classes for small businesses and nonprofits. And you kind of you touched on those, but can you give us a little bit more detail? Um, so we have um, a LinkedIn series create a stronger business presence through LinkedIn, both on their personal profile and then creating a business page through LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And that 
connects really well with um, the partners that we bring in to talk about email marketing and search engine marketing, mm-hmm. um, which is you know something people really do benefit from learning more about. Um, our workshop mm-hmm. on writing your elevator speech is very popular. We actually have people write their speech, uh, give the speech to each other, critique each other's speeches, and, and they come away with something they can start using immediately, uh, which is really mm-hmm. nice. And they, you know, become comfortable with with each other, form friendships, <laughs> and hopefully keep in touch once they leave. Um, it's very nice. Uh, we also have regular workshops about our new um, small business technology software called Microsoft 365, uh, which mm-hmm. offers Office 365 enterprise-grade security and the ability to manage multiple devices uh, from one, you know, uh, portal. Uh, so it's really a helpful thing for small business when you can't afford to hire a lot of people. You can control a lot of um, situations with one person effectively, mm-hmm. securely, and so forth. Um, I want to mention, if it's okay, coming up, this is uh, Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft sponsors uh, something called DigiGirls. And DigiGirls is our program that brings girls technology workshops to excite them about the idea of a career in STEM. Mm-hmm. Oh, so excellent. I, have, I have three workshops this month for DigiGirls. March 17th is going to be Women in Aviation, and the girls are going to do mm-hmm. a coding workshop with Minecraft where they will create a virtual airport and aircraft. Wow. And that, it's going to be great. And following that, there will be a conversation with a panel of women who are working in the aviation industry. So we'll have a pilot, nice. a driver controller, a maintenance technician. Um, so, so these are, you know, women who are working in a male-dominated field and have been for many years, and they're excited to come to the store and talk to the girls about what they do. Mm-hmm. And then on March 30th, we will be hosting Women in Gaming, and we'll have a game coder, mm-hmm. and we'll have a nonprofit gaming entrepreneur here to talk with the girls. And immediately following that, we're doing our gaming entrepreneurship event uh, where uh, mm-hmm. anyone can come and learn how to become a professional streamer, um, which is a growing field as well. And then March 31st, oh I know, it's really cool. March 31st, we'll have Women in Space, and we've invited a graduate student in astrophysics um, who will be here to uh, talk to the girls about, you know, the different roles available in the space industry. So all of these you can see on our website at microsoftstore.com and search for the Woodfield Store and then click on in-store events. Oh, awesome, awesome. I, I have a couple questions after listening to, to you speak about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that for, for the girls' program, do they have any room for a 54-year-old girl you <laughs> bet. who might want to listen? <laughs> that, that sounded really interesting. I'm like, ooh, if I could be a girl again, that, that would be some wonderful stuff. Microsoft is to all girls. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. And then, too, I'm wondering if you have any 
marketing materials, you know, you might send me. I can definitely post the link, you know, to the programs on my on your page, you know, because people are going to refer to Microsoft stores oh, sure, on sure. your particular episode. And then if you have anything, I can post on my Facebook page and share in my newsletter to refer people to your program. That would be wonderful. Oh, yes, I'll get that to you uh, this afternoon. Okay, great. Thank, I, I thank you so much. Into, I wanted to go into a little more detail about our volunteerism. Um, and just mm-hmm. give some kind some examples of what we've done here at our store. Um, I like to try to connect people with things that uh, use their talents. Um, and what I do here is I create opportunities for the people who work at my store to do volunteer events. They're certainly welcome to volunteer on their own, and many people do for things that matter to them. But for some people, it's you know their first experience with volunteering, so I kind of like. Uh, present some opportunities and see how popular they are. Um, We Mm -hmm. recently had three people do the polar plunge in support of Special Olympics, which is very brave. (laughs) They all come back alive, so (laughs) that was a good thing. Brave souls. (laughs) And sometimes we combine with the other stores to do group events. For instance, um, we combine together to do a Microsoft gaming room at the Lurie Children's Dance Marathon last uh, month. And this summer we'll be combining again to do an Extra Life gaming event to benefit Children's Miracle Network. And um, we, I became a board member of Woodfield Area Children's Organization because they walked into the store one day and they said, would you participate in our coat drive? And we said, sure. So we collect coats, books, food, and they support oh, a number of, it's wonderful. It's a really comprehensive organization. And they support a number of uh, early childhood learning programs. Um, so last week we had 25 children from one of the programs they support come in to do a Skype field trip with a children's book author, which was really fun for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do Feed My Starving Children days. We do cookie baking at Ronald McDonald House, and we happen to have a professional baker on staff, so that makes it extra rewarding. Um, we've done Habitat for Humanity builds. Um, last year, uh, 15 of us joined the Daily Herald Fittest Loser at Work Challenge, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we raised money for Relay for Life. We we were losers in terms of weight, but we raised the most amount of money for our charity, so that was nice. Um, yes, and going yes, forward, yes. we're in the planning stages of a gaming event with Bramlin Sickle Cell Foundation that will benefit sickle cell research that's ongoing at Lurie Children's Hospital. And then the whole Chicago area comes together, and uh, a large group of us volunteer for Chicago Cares in the summer. It's a one-day event where volunteers spread out throughout the city and work on a specific project for the whole day, and it's really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of our our new things we had this this holiday was the Wish Machine, and uh, it was, you know, an opportunity where anyone could come to any Microsoft store around the country and record a short video asking for something that might benefit their community or school. It didn't have to be technology-related. It could be anything. And then our company would select one wish from every store 
to fulfill. So our store winning wish was a wonderful example of the kind of connections I like to build in our community. Mm -hmm. The people who made the wish are business customers of ours. And they do a lot of volunteering themselves. So they had just come back from a really fulfilling experience in San Diego volunteering for an organization called Just in Time for Foster Youth. And that organization Mm. works to get kids who have aged out of the foster youth system on a path to independence. So what this couple had wished for, kids who are going on to college. So this was our Mm -hmm. wish selection. So we put together a package of a number of laptops. We gift wrapped them in Christmas paper. We shipped them to our San Diego store. And then uh, we invited the nonprofit to come to the San Diego store. The two stores got on a Skype call where we could meet each other. And then they opened the laptops while we watched. It was a lot of fun. And then the San Diego store now has this connection with this local nonprofit that they will continue to support by offering job-related training to the kids Mm -hmm. in the program. So it's a win-win for everyone. I'm loving it. You know, as you were talking about the various partnerships that you have with nonprofit organizations, I'm wondering if uh, Microsoft has a space for social enterprise that that could be a nonprofit organization or it can be a for-profit organization that has a social mission, you know, to impact the community. I'm just wondering if there's a space for those businesses, so to speak, that want to make an impact to society, whether they're for-profit or non-profit, and, you know, how... Yeah, that's interesting. I'm certainly interested in developing, you know, events or workshops around that. Um, I don't think we'd have a physical space available to do that, but we may Mm -hmm. be able to bring together people in the business world with people in the nonprofit world who could collaborate on doing something like that. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, a couple places I'm thinking of, you know, right off the top of my head, you know, Cook County has a commission on social innovation where they have thought leaders from business and government, you know, they've come together to look at ways that they can solve complex problems, you know, in economic development, workforce development for some of the most distressed communities throughout Cook County. So that that would include you guys. Are, are you in DuPage County? Forgive me, I'm such a Chicagoan. Are you in We're DuPage located County in or Cook? We're physically located in Cook County. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so that would apply to you guys as well. So I could really see, you know, putting you in contact with um, the chair of that commission. And full disclosure, I'm also a part of the commission as well, but, you know, I could see putting you in contact with the chair so that you guys can, you know, brainstorm around ways that Microsoft could be useful to that effort and to that end. Yeah, and then the vice chair, uh, Mark Lane, he's also the chairman of uh, and founder of Mark Lane um, Wealth Investments. Um, He is also, yeah, he's also the president of SEA, which is the Social Enterprise 
Alliance. That's a national organization. They have a Chicago chapter, and this is a group of social enterprises that you know have an agenda to work with social enterprise organizations. And I do see where there's a caller. There may be a question, so if you can hold on, let me answer this call. I'm I'm going to um, patch in the person from area code three six zero two hundred. 1086. I don't know if you're calling just so you can hear better or if you're calling with a question. So I'm going to turn your mic on and then you let me know if you have a question. Okay, so caller, did you have a question? Uh, I'm sorry? Just listening. Just, just listening. listening. Okay, great. Thank, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we, we really appreciate it. Okay, I did so, want to mention, um, you know, we, we had, we discussed that I'm not talking about the philanthropies team, but Microsoft does have a philanthropies team, and I would like to give a website for nonprofits who are interested in finding out if they qualify for anything that the non that the uh, philanthropies team offers to nonprofits. If they would just go mm-hmm. to nonprofits.microsoft.com, and that website will be the portal through which you first find out if you're eligible and then the portal will tell you what it is that you can apply for. Okay. Awesome, awesome. And and I noticed, too, that Microsoft also has partnerships with TechSoup, and for people who are not familiar with TechSoup, TechSoup is a large clearinghouse. Um, it's a nonprofit organization, but it uh, works with larger corporations to get products donations so they serve as a clearinghouse. These large corporations donate products, um, software and other uh, yes, even hardware such as computers and whatnot and then organizations can make an application to TechSoup to either get product donations or low cost um, very low discounts mm-hmm. or a very mm-hmm. large deep discounts, I'm sorry. For the, the product. So yeah. And I understand they can also apply fees for uh, a certain number of cloud credits that they can use mm. um, free of charge. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so that would come in very handy because, as you mentioned before, in many instances nonprofits don't necessarily put aside a, a specific budget for technology, and and then I guess that's a course in and of itself. We tend to look at technology in the silo as the mm-hmm. separate thing yeah. and, not, and not integrally related, not an integral role, playing an mm-hmm. integral role in our programs and our services. So we kind of look at programs and services and then over right. here, technology, and we never, we never really um, adequately funded or many organizations never adequately fun technology, but I'm, I'm going, off, going off on a tangent there, and please, please forgive me. Well, no, and there's no. so many ways where, you know, upgrading your technology actually saves the organization money because, um, mm-hmm. you know, many nonprofits are paying an IT consultant uh, who may or may not be very up-to-date on things like cybersecurity, Um Mm-hmm. And then they don't call them in as often as they need to uh, maintain their servers because it's expensive. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. if they were storing a lot of their data in the cloud, they would not need to worry about that. Um, or the 
the one person in the organization who knows the most about computers becomes the IT person, but then when that person leaves, what happens? You know. Um, so we'd like to show nonprofits how Microsoft products can streamline that, make it easier, mm -hmm. um, provide them with things they would wish to have but don't, like a secure database system. Um, and then, you know, how even though there may be a cost up front to transform to the new system, over time it actually saves them money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is not only do you give out product donations, but there's also some technical assistance that could come with the product donation so people are not oh, yes. stuck trying mm -hmm. to figure this stuff out on their own. Yes, definitely. Oh. Wow, you guys have come a long, long way. I, I know when I first got started in nonprofit, and I won't tell you when that, that was. <laughs> um, you, you, you know, if, if you were fortunate to to get a product donation, you know, you were pretty much on your own, you know, to figure out how to use it and how to mm -hmm. integrate it into your organization. So I'm I'm really glad to hear that Microsoft not only provides, you know, the hard, the software, I'm sorry, not the hardware, the, the software, but you also, in those cases where people qualify, have opportunities to get the technical assistance as well, and people can find out more mm -hmm. about that on, on the website. Is that correct? Yes. And, and that's also available to businesses and schools that work with us. You know, we have ongoing support for training, for um you know, learning the upgrades of the system, um, mm -hmm. solving problems that arise that, you know, they hadn't thought of, um, which you don't usually get with a purchase of technology. Like you say, it's usually if you're on your own and then you search for that um, company that can support you. Uh, but that's part of our whole package through the retail store. Okay, great. So so speaking of schools, um, and I know you touched on it earlier in our conversation, what are some of the the programs that you guys have with schools? Well, we can bring a lot of our workshops to a school. I've been to a lot of uh, STEM fairs where I will have some computers with me and I'll lead a mini workshop or an hour of code um, or just kind of show the kids how to use uh, different New, new technologies on Windows 10. Um, I've been to uh, Junior Achievement Career Days uh, where we talk about, you know, the careers at the Microsoft Store. Um, we mm -hmm. have trained a lot of teachers in using our technology efficiently for their classes and how it makes their lives so much easier. Um, as I mentioned, we can help them through the Microsoft Educator Certifications which benefit them mm -hmm. professionally as well as uh, get them using new things in the school. Um, and then, of course, we support the school. If they're transitioning into Office 365 for education and Windows 10 devices, you know, we support them mm -hmm. in training the kids and training the teachers, uh, make sure that they're successful right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And and that's where a lot of our in-store programming is geared towards helping kids succeed in school as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they can learn a lot of things at the store that they're not learning at school, like the 3D art applications or the coding. There are many schools who don't offer any technology education at school. Um, so the kids can come here to learn it, or we can kind of be mm-hmm. like the traveling technology school <laughs> and just kind of <laughs> show up there and you know bring some experiences mm-hmm. and I can connect them with other groups like Spark Shop that will also mm-hmm. uh, support their STEM transformation. So we really believe that kids are going to need technology no matter what job they go into in the future. There will be a technology component. Um, and the kids, you know, the sooner they learn it, the more comfortable they are with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's great. So it sounds to me like you're integrating technology into the whole cultural experience, you know, not just within the schools, not just within business, but, you know, the very um, communities that we live in. So that that's exciting stuff. And we also have a lot of things you can do at the store. You know, it's a very hands-on experience. We have a mixed reality demo. Um, which mm-hmm. I tried, and I didn't know what to expect, but it was amazing. Um, I, I took the trip to Machu Picchu in virtual reality, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was there. <laughs> it was so amazing. I said, well, it saved me money. I don't have to fly out there. <laughs> I had this <laughs> real-life experience here in virtual reality, and that you know, is going to be an experience that's integrated into medicine and into manufacturing and into education. Um, so, you know, we, we love it when teachers are in the store because we always urge them to try it because it's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. And many libraries have invested in the virtual reality experiences. For instance, the Gail Borden Library in Elgin um, has uh, a number of things that schools can use, come to the library and use it that are virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is awesome. All righty, this is the last call for questions. Um, I want to remind our listening audience that you're listening to Nonprofit U, and we're speaking with Paula Burkett. Paula is the Community Development Specialist for Microsoft in their Woodfield Mall, and we will now take questions. This is, again, this is our final call for questions. The call-in number is 347-884-21. Again, that number is 347-884-8121. And if you want to post a question in the chat room, you can do so, but you know, just make sure that you have an account. And it doesn't take but a second, literally, to open an account. You just click the link and press so change, oh, you have an account, and then you will be able to post the question. And Paula, while we're waiting to see if we get any calls or any folks in the chat room who are willing to call or post, I just want to give you an opportunity to provide some closing remarks and let let folks know how they can reach you. And again, um, if you can repeat some of the websites where people can go and find out if they're eligible for these programs and and all that good stuff. Sure. I would encourage everyone to take advantage of all the free resources at the Microsoft Store. Uh, We also have ways that you can take personal trainings at the Microsoft Store where you can sit one-on-one with an associate and uh, either learn a new 
program or, you know, if you're buying a new computer, they'll show you the new features of it. You can sign up for 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour. Um, and there is a charge for that program. However, it's so reasonable. It's, you know, I really urge people to do it. Um, and then check our website for updates to our works, uh, our class schedule. So it's microsoftstore.com. Mm -hmm. Then search for the Woodfield store or whichever store is near you, wherever you're listening from. And then in-store events will show you what's current, and you can actually register through the website. Um, or you can get in touch with me directly at my email address, P-A-B-R-K-I-C-H at Microsoft.com, or call our store at 847-466-2830. And Valerie, I want to thank you so much for inviting me on your show and also for coming to our store to lead a workshop and, and for all you do for the nonprofit community. Oh, well, thank you so much, Paula. I, I know that you and I are going to be collaborating in the future. Got, I got quite a few ideas just listening to you speak this, this past hour, so we got a lot to talk oh, about great. online. <laughs> I'm looking All forward right. to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okie doke. So with that, I am going to wrap up the show. And again, I want to thank our listeners for listening to Nonprofit U today. Um, we will have another information packed episode uh, next week. So until then, you take care, and we will talk next week. And I shall follow up with you offline, Paula. Thanks again for being a guest. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.